RJ. And I'm Adam, and you're listening to Showgaze, a movie musical podcast. We're a Jersey boy and a music man who left the chorus line in Chicago and are listening to the sound of music goals to help pay the rent for your pleasure. The Wizard of Oz. Wait, why did you have the Wizard of Oz? I needed a button, a bat. I needed a ballad, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Can you just button it, please? This is showcase. Just you wait. You'll be sorry, but your tears will be too light. You'll be. I sound like Brian said. I don't. I don't. I no, no all of them. Anybody, any podcast any... I listen to that does a British accent, they all do that. Yeah, because Beverly like does Beverly it too. Does a... I love you. Puppet? No, we're not. We're not doing um, Mary Poppins and talking about Bert's cocktail. Did Eliza do a little invented the diphthong? Just you. Why? No, she didn't invent the diphthong. She just added it to more letters than you thought. She added, yeah. Had the diphthong. So we watched. Um, What's this is the My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. I'm gonna miss you so. My Fair Lady. Why'd you have to go? Uh 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 oh. Okay. This movie was. So you. Post-poppins? You. You what? No. This was pre poppin same year. Oh, this was happening at this. Oh. This was the year that So Audrey lost to Julie. Audrey was not nominated. <gasps> Scandalosa. Scandalosa. <laughs> wow. I scandal. So we did My Fair Lady like 3 months ago. We watched We watched it in October. I think the or early maybe, no. 2014. Was it bef- was it while we still had hope that Hillary Clinton was going to be Yes, this is back great. Uh, back so, in the good old days. Good. Uh back in 2011 or whenever we watched yes. this years ago. No, you watched it ages ago. I just watched it the other day just to to refresh your memory. Refresh cuz you I didn't knew take we were notes. Record. No, I I um, usually I usually don't take notes. It's on the desk. I usually I don't, don't take notes cuz it stays fresh in my mind. So. No, it doesn't. We'll see. We'll see just how fresh it is. We are gonna find out today. We're gonna put that f- fresh, fresh zeal Ziploc bag to the test, Hanny. Well, why don't you educate the children on My Fair Lady? Sure. So, My Fair Lady, uh, the musical, debuted on Broadway the in Broadway. 1956 mm-hmm. um, with 
Julie Andrews as Eliza Doolittle, Rex Harrison as... So Julia originated Eliza. Yes, and Rex correct. And Rex both. was was um, Henry Higgins. Okay. So the movie came out in 1964, which is just eight short years later. Um, and Jack Warner, the head of Warner Brothers, did not want Julie because he didn't think that they would make money off of her. He didn't think she would pull in audiences. He did this twice, actually. He did this for Camelot as well. Later. This is Broadway, not... She didn't want her to be the leading lady for the show. For the movie. Oh, for the movie. Yeah. He did it again later. Who did Camelot? Vanessa fucking Redgrave, who cannot sing. (laughs) We'll get we'll get there eventually. So it wasn't until it wasn't until Poppins that actually let me you know what I think I'm just spouting nonsense. So I'm going to double check that Camelot was also a a Warner Brothers. Camelot. Yes, it was. It was also Warner Brothers. Camelot in '67. Three years later. Okay. Anyway. So, um, Jack Warner thought that Julie Andrews would not make him enough money. He thought that she, her name would not be big enough to pull in the audiences. Mm -hmm. So he vehemently said no. Apparently, supposedly, Audrey still wanted it to go to Julie. Because she was, like, self-aware, like... Right. Everyone was, I mean, when... When Julie was in it on Broadway, she had received, like, wonderful, wonderful reviews. I don't think she won the, the Tony. Tony. She didn't win the Tony because she's not a Tony winner. She's not a Tony winner. She's never won the Tony? She's never won a Tony. She probably could have won the Tony for Victor Victoria. Wait, I thought she did. She didn't? No, she, that was the year she took her name out of it because oh, they didn't because nominate they did Victor nominate. Victoria. They just nominated her and her. nothing else. And she was like, "Well, then I don't, I don't, I don't want, want it. it." So that was just that was just some gossipy background. So um, the movie was directed by George Kukor, 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 doodle doo. Hello, honey. Um, who has done other stuff? He did David Copperfield in thirty-five. He did a bunch of stuff in the thirties. Um, he was replaced as the director of Gone with the Wind, but he ended up doing A Star is Born. He did, um... Wait, what do you mean she, he replaced the director of Gone with the Wind? He was replaced. Oh. Remember how when we did... Go- no, I'm thinking of Wizard of Oz. Gone with the Wind had the same thing. Where they, like, where they went through directors. Oh my god. So, that was him. Produced by Jack Warner. Screenplay screenplay by Alan J. Lerner. This is a Lerner and Lowe. Lerner and Lowe. Lerner and Lowe, honey. What other musicals did they write? Camelot. Camelot. Is that it? (laughs) And I think Candide is them, too. Oh, okay. I'm sensing a theme. Yep. So, stars Audrey Hepburn as Eliza Doodle-Little. 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 Doodle-Alley all the way, or whatever. Rex Harrison as Henry Higgins, Stanley Holloway as Alfred Doolittle, Wil- Alfred Woodard, Wilfred Hyde White as Colonel Pickering, and Gladys Cooper as Mama Higgins. Mama. It was, it's a Warner Brothers movie. Let's see. 
it came out in 1964. It's 170 minutes long. Yeah. And I felt every goddamn second yep. of that movie. Its budget was $17 million. And its box office, do you want to take a guess? 20? Nope. 30? Nope. 50? Nope. Are you kidding me? $72 oh my God. million. Dollars. Who watched this movie? Everyone? In, this is in 1964 when everything was like a half a cent or whatever. I don't think that's true, but sure, you understand the point. Things were different. I'm shocked that times was hard. It's times is hard. I know, but in past tense, times was hard. So those are all the facts about My Fair Lady. Um, I would go into it longer if I truly cared, but I don't. What's your personal connection? What's my personal collection? Collection? Yeah. I can't talk tonight. I was in My Fair Lady when I was younger. I was in the chorus, in the, like, community theater production of it. Mm -hmm. I, this is not one of my favorite musicals. Did I pick it? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Because... We picked it because Audrey Hepburn um, was told she had a fine enough voice. Then she was told, your voice isn't fine enough and we're dubbing over. And then she didn't come to set that day. She was just like, no, I'm mad about it, and and didn't film anything that day. She eventually came the next day, but yeah, supposedly she was real upset. But they did use her voice for um, Just You Wait. Wait, really? Yeah. Well, during the chorus, the like lyrical bridge part is Marnie. And you can hear it when you, like, watch it. Because it's like, Just You Wait, Henry Higgins, Just You Wait. And then it goes into... One day I'll be famous, I'll be proper and brim. Um, but we chose it because Marnie Nixon, wonderful Marnie Nixon, um, I, of course, will be talking about her later at, at at least two different points I can think of off the top of my head with West Side Story and Mary Poppins. Um, and we already talked about, I actually, I don't know if we did talk about her, but she was in The Sound of Music too. She was one of the nuns. Um, yes, we did talk about her. But she is a wonderful Story. treasure of um stage and i don't know stage i just just screen screen and screen sounds she uh passed away just this past year 2016 the year that took everybody also Mm -hmm. laid claim to marnie nixon so r.i.p i had no personal connection to this movie prior to us watching i got it i got that yeah i think the only thing i had was I don't know musical theater repertory class when we did when you knew that the like the black and white dress was a thing. Yeah, I knew the story because of um, Pygmalion. (laughs) Right, we did. We did. It is based on um, George Bernard Shaw's Pygmalion from nineteen. I read Pygmalion, and then we talked. We watched that first scene. Yeah, because we watched like comparing scenes from Pygmalion versus. This. My Fair Lady, correct. Yeah. And then also, like, this is a, it's like a trope of the, like, it's the Frankenstein trope. Yes. It's based on the Pygmalion myth mythology, which is that, um, um, there's an inventor and it fall, he, they fall in love with their creation. There's also a, um, there's a Neil Butte play that's also that. I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> 
I'm gonna hard pass. You on don't want to talk about Neil Labute for a little bit? Fat pig. No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it, Mom. <laughs> Star Wars film because Star Wars was the first to do the credits at the end. We start with the credits. Really? Yeah. I think that's true. Could have made that up. <laughs> it sounds good to me though. Because I think, right. if I remember correctly, it's because he wanted to do the, the, the scroll, scroll at the beginning, so he had the credits the at the end. The prologue. Yeah. So we have the overture, um, and we get shots of beautiful peonies. Looks like a damn rifle paper company commercial. I know. Um, then we move through the overture, and um, it's nighttime. Everybody's just leaving the opera, and uh, it's in Covent, Covent Square. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Sure. I don't know. I've never been to England. You have, so I'm sure you know. Um, but there's like a, an open air market. It's a little, it's a little rough. It's a little dirty. It's very like class distinction. Yeah. We have the the working class and we have the um, nobility, or at least at the very the least higher. the middle class yeah. um, at the time. Enjoying the theater. Enjoying the arts and the farts. So um, they're leaving the theater. It starts to rain. And uh, Eliza, we come to find out, this girl who's trying to sell flowers on the street corner. Um, is, so lame is. Is talking to this gentleman. Who we find out is Colonel Pickering later. But she's talking to this guy. And she's trying to sell him her flowers. And Truly, like... he gives her some money, walks away. And then this other guy comes around the corner and he's like... I here I'm gonna do. Hello, Is you you got no. This is the guy who like rats out that he's writing down everything she's saying. You got this fat chap who's taking down every word you're saying. <laughs> and then she freak like literally just freaks out true, for the next ten minutes. Yeah, just. don't know um but it's real obnoxious uh could you imagine though like at this like if if that were to happen today like if uh if like a if you get stopped like at a traffic stop or whatever and a policeman like pulls you over and if you just pull an eliza doolittle like "Ah, i'm a good girl i am what would the what would that cop do would that cop be like it's okay. He'd probably take you to like a hospital. He'd be like, "You need psychiatric help." But you get out of a ticket. She free, sure. <laughs> but again, the man writing down everything she's saying is not doing it 
because he's interested in what she's saying or because he's going to take her to jail. It's just Henry Higgins. Oh my God. World famous grammarian or um, uh, someone who speech pathologist. Is that right? Yeah. And I don't think they called it at the time. No. That's what um, we call it now. A speech pathologist. So he's very interested in dial a dialectician. I'll make that word up. Sure. Sure, that sounds good. Well, the thing is, if by saying speech speech pathologist, I think it makes more sense because he. Well, sees... pathologist makes it sound like he wants to help people when he's really a monster, as we well, come to find out. Well, that's the thing. Out. He thinks her. He thinks dialects are like, oh, you sound like a barbarian. Let me fix you. Let me like fix the problem that you're having. Oh, I get real woke in my notes later. Good. And talk about how... Just truly, just so ignorant. He's the worst. He is the worst. So, he is making fun of Eliza. He's saying that, you know, I know exactly where she... I can tell where anyone is from just based on how they talk. Based within, like, two blocks of where they live. So, he does his little parlor trick where... Somebody will say something. He's like, you're from Wales. You're from this part of London. You're from over here. Da, 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 da. And they're like, whoa, bro. How do you know? And then he talks about how he sings a song. And I do I'm want- sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You saying the word sing is a little, little much. Is it a stretch? It is quite the stretch. He recites a song. Why? Can't the English. He reads the lyrics to a song (laughs) for his speech uh, tournament. Yes. And and it's, why can't the English learn to speak? I'm sorry, I can't even say it. Why can't the English learn to speak? And it's all about how the English don't teach proper like speech. They just teach like, they teach like grammar. Yeah. But they don't teach like the proper accent, whereas, like, other countries, like, the French all speak French Which is truly xenophobic of him to it's, say. Listen, was he, was he involved with Brexit? Probably. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Why can't the English teach their children how to speak? This verbal class distinction by now should be antique. If you spoke as she does, sir, instead of the way you do, why, you might be selling flowers too. Beg your pardon? An Englishman's way of speaking absolutely classifies him. The moment he talks, he makes some other Englishman despise him. One common language I'm afraid we'll never get. Oh, why can't the English learn to set a good example to people whose English is painful to your ears? The Scotch and the Irish leave you close to tears. There even are places where English completely disappears. Well, in America, they haven't used it for years. Now, I do want to say, this is what I do like. How dare you. Stop normalizing. Not him. No, not him. Let me finish my sentence. So during the song, because they, they, listen, this is an American film. Um, As much as we can put, throw some English actors in it, it's still like, it's still American people at the end of the day making it. So, 
in order to get the point across, why can't the English learn to speak? Be like, this is a very British situation. Why don't we just have him drink a cup of tea right in the middle of the song? <laughs> because he does. He literally drinks a cup of tea. Well, I should say he like takes a sip and then passes it back. But like it happens. But I do like, because this was before disposable. Wealth? No. No. Disposable cups. Thank you. Disposable. <laughs> it was like, like fine china. Yeah. He literally has like a ceramic cup and mug that he bought. Like that's what they gave it. And then he had to give it back. So they had to clean. I mean, they probably didn't clean it because they didn't have soap or whatever. But because it's London and it's filthy. But all right. So anyway, I just that was fun. That was an eighth long change. So Colonel Pickering is like, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? And see if you can change the way this girl speaks into what you call like proper. Yeah, he 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 kind of bets him that he couldn't couldn't do it or whatever. And then Henry Higgins makes a comment about how he, if he wanted to, he could teach her to talk so well that she could get a job in a flower shop instead of selling flowers outside. But I could if I wanted to. Yeah. That's a crazy ex-girlfriend reference. And so... So then they leave. And Eliza is left in the rain with her fellow um, lower class friends. And she sings one of my favorite songs in this musical, which is Wouldn't It Be Loverly. Yeah. Her her only wishing song. Her only wishing song. Which is usually around, it's around this time slot. It's usually the second or third song from the beginning of the, of a musical. It's usually the girl's first song. Yeah. Yeah. All I want is a room somewhere Far away from the cold night air With one enormous chair How wouldn't it be lovely Lots of chocolate for me to eat Lots of cow making lots of eat. Warm face, warm hands, warm feet. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? Oh, so lovely, sit that absolutely still. I would never budge till spring crept over the windowsill. Someone's head resting on my knee Warm and tender as he can be Who takes good care of me Oh, wouldn't it be lovely Lovely, 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 lovely Honey... If you were RuPaul, would you sashay or shante her lip sync? I would, um, <laughs> I would say that, you know what? She's doing her best. Marnie Nixon, an American, is doing her best. Everyone is trying, trying their best. So okay. This film wins best picture. I want to point that out. Wait, it did? Yeah. So the entire premise is that if only she had been taught how to taught how to speak correctly, 
she wouldn't be in the class that she's in. However, we all know that we all know that that's not how that works. Because and also, she is able to advance later up upward in her class, not only because he helps her speak better, but also because it's Audrey Hepburn and she's a pretty white lady. Yeah. So they try at the very beginning. They try to make her look dirty. They try to be like, oh, like, she's ugly. This, this is Audrey. But like still well blended. Burn. Like yeah. it was still blended. Yeah. It was like soot, but it was like, oh, but it's where the blush would be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, girl. Sure. Um, I do. I do like I wanted to note that this song and the like friendliness and the like jov- jovialness of the like lower class. While they're like dancing in the street, they're having a good time. Yeah. It's a very direct contrast to Ascot Gavat later in the film and how like it's very rigid the upper class is like very... having fun but not moving yes. at all. So very Suzuki. So, um, they finish the song. She leaves, goes home, goes to bed, and in comes her father, Alfred. And you know what's funny? RJ, you want to know a really good punchline? What? Alcoholism. Oh! Isn't that funny? So, he's an alcoholic and um, doesn't... Seems to not have a job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb say he doesn't have a job. And s- relies on support from specifically Eliza. Who's selling flowers? Who's selling it's flowers? so rude. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. So he comes in, he talks about how he's going to get have Eliza give him some money. He meets her over at the flower stand the next morning, and she's like, well, I got a little lucky last night because Henry Higgins left her like some extra coins or whatever mm-hmm. in her basket. And so she was like, here, have this on me, but don't come back. Da 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 da. So he leaves, and that's that. Eliza decides that she is going to visit Henry Higgins and take him up on his offer to teach her how to sound educated, to teach her how to sound like a proper lady, so that she can get a job in a flower shop. She's tired of being rained on in the street. <clears throat> and you know what? Lean in, okay? Lean in, Eliza. So she goes and visits him at his house. She has her best hat on, which is about the ugliest hat in London. <laughs> um, and asks him to teach her how to speak properly. And he is so, oh my God, he is just the absolute Like this worst. was really like, I could not watch the scene. He is I was so, just, uh, he's so extra. And not in like a fun way. Like in a, you're a you're horrible, extra, terrible no, being yeah. human. Like you're, Truly the worst. Um, he, like, turns her away at first, and then Colonel Pickering's like, well, let's make a bet. If if you can get her to do this by this day or whatever, then I'll pay for all her lessons. So then he takes them up on it. Oh, we forgot to mention, Colonel Pickering's also a linguist. A linguist. From, um, India. Oh, he is? I thought he just had, like, uh, fascination with it. No, he also, he did like in, he did dialects in India and stuff like that. That was, and they were like going to meet each other. 
Oh, right. Because he had just come to London to meet Henry Higgins, and Henry Higgins was just going to go to India to meet whatever. Couldn't care less. Shaw. You know what I mean? Shaw! So, <laughs> so <laughs> um, we are two, three songs in, so doing real good. Um, so finally, they agree to the whole situation. He's a complete butthole to Eliza. <laughs> and sends her up. To have his housekeeper, Mrs. Pierce, give her a bath. So they they have this scene where she, like, Mrs. Pierce strips her down. And she's like, oh, I'm a good girl. Again. Classic. I'm a Classic good girl, I am. Um, and then we get his next song, I'm Just an Ordinary Ugh. Man. And again, when I'm saying song, referring to Henry Higgins. I do mean. It's really just words on a tempo. (laughs) But not like a rap. Don't get it confused. There should be notes. He's just refusing. Yeah. Um, It is the most Henry Higgins song of the whole thing. I'm an ordinary man who desires nothing more than just an ordinary chance to live exactly as he likes and do precisely what he wants. An average man of mine, of no eccentric whim, who likes to live his life free of strife, doing whatever he thinks is best for him. Well, just a, an ordinary man. I don't even remember it. My running thing with Henry Higgins is that he does nothing different the entire time like Rex Harrison who I'm sure is great like I'm sure he's a great I will say this which is really interesting about this he could not do his um songs the same way like he couldn't li- he did he did them different every time like yeah because he had done it on Broadway or whatever so he was like I can't record it and then lip sync back perfectly because that's not how I perform. So they had to develop a wireless mic, and they actually won the um, Os- or the Academy Award for like sound design or sound mixing or whatever, hmm. whatever sound award was there at in 1964 because of the breakthrough in like sound engineering. They didn't have to hold a boom. No, he like wore a wore a mic. Academy Award for best sound. Wow, they won a lot. Yep. Best picture, best directing, best actor, best cinematography, best sound, best adaptation, mm-hmm. best art direction, best costume design, best writing adapted screenplay, best film editing. And then they were nominated for. And then they were nominated for. Best supporting, best supporting. Wow, she was not even nominated. No, she wasn't. Truly. I literally just said that. He, her mom, had, Gladys yeah. Cooper got her nominated. Good old Mama Higgins. <laughs> and you know what? She's very funny in this. I think she's my favorite character. So, um, that's the only thing I really wanted to say about that song. But, um, we move to the next song, which is Back to Alfred Doolittle. He's singing a song called With a Little Bit of Luck. Wave a little bit. Wave a little bit. Wave a little bit. I don't know how that... I'm lucky, you won't find out. Bam, 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 bam. Wave a little... 
Listen, Hugh could completely get rid of this character, <laughs> and the show would, would be would be 30, so much better. Would be thirty minutes shorter. <laughs> would literally his songs are so long, and listen, I get it. They're like nice, fun, upbeat. He's he's the comedy relief. <sighs> the Lord above made liquor for temptation to see if man could turn away from sin. The Lord above made liquor for temptation, but with a little bit of luck, with a little bit of luck, when temptation comes, you'll give right in. With a little bit, with a little bit, with a little bit of luck, you'll give right in. So he is singing the song. He finds out um, that Eliza has called her landlady. And requested that all of her things be sent to her new address, except for her clothes. So um, everyone is assuming, oh my, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, she's a whore, which she's not. But this is also turn of the century, um, Edwardian London. So he sings about how he since she's gonna live on easy street he's gonna go get himself some easy money street wrong musical uh he's gonna go get himself some money so he sings his with a little bit lack there's this <laughs> moment where he like oh my god there's this stupid moment where these kids are playing with a maypole okay everybody knows what a maypole is right and these kids are playing, and then it's him and, like, these two other cronies that he has with him. Because rule of three for comedy. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, they each grab one of the ribbons, and they start doing the maypole. Except, like, you know how you're supposed to, like, essentially, you're supposed to braid the ribbons. Like, while you're running around. So you're supposed to, like, weave in and out of the person who's going in front of you, or whatever. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So he literally is just going under them the whole time. (laughs) And I was like, there's so little effort to just do it correctly. I don't know why. It's just like a, maybe it's just a gay thing. Because, I don't know, maples seem gay to me. So I have ownership over them. So we go to the next scene. Which is Eliza is now recording her voice. She's recording her vowels um, on the phonograph for Henry Higgins so that he can hear just what is wrong in order to fix it. So they get in a fight like like they will do for the rest of the film. So they get in a... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Eliza and Henry get in a fight and um, he stomps off upstairs and then she goes into my favorite song. Just you white and we against just you white. That's not, that's not the melody. Just you white and we against just you white and we against just you white, just you white. Henry Higgins. I'm I'm going to put in the like last bit of the piece Audrey sings, mm-hmm. and then the first piece that Marnie sings. Marnie sings, because you will note <laughs> the stark difference between the two voices. Ooh, Henry Higgins, just you wait until we're swimming in the sea. Ooh, Henry Higgins. 
you get a cramp and it always from me When you yell you're gonna drown Or get dressed and go to town Ho ho ho, Henry Higgins Ho ho ho, Henry Higgins Just you wait Wah and I all be famous All be proper and prim Go to St. James so often I will call it St. Jim One evening the king will say Oh lies the old thing I want all of England Your prizes to sing Next week on the 20th of May I proclaim lies are duly the glory of you and whatever you wish and what I gladly will do thanks a lot King says I in a manner well bred but all I want is Henry Higgins Ed I just love I love this song this is your dream ballet folks in case you were looking for a dream ballet here it is it's just the little bit where the king comes in and then the guards bring him down and shoot him. Yeah. It's the only dream sequence you have in the entire movie. So know, but... take what you can get, folks. Well. There's no, there's nothing else. I guess. I guess if you're just saying that it's a dream part. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like. Well, first of all, there's no ballet, so. Fine. Fine, thank you. So they go through this montage of sequences where he teaches her a few different phrases that he wants her to practice until she gets it right. So one of them is, the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. But she says it, the The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. Which is not correct. And then the other one is, in Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire, hurricanes hardly ever happen. But she says, In Hartford, Hereford, and, and Hampshire, Hampshire hurricanes hardly ever happen. Oh. <laughs> like, just a pure just to, in the face. Just to just piss a, him off. Just to be a And then there's bitch. another one. How kind of you to let No, he doesn't, he doesn't make her practice that. That's just something she says that she'll bring up later. Um, anyway, so he they do this montage, montage of just like different times they're trying and, and it's the not servants, working. The servants just being the bitches they are. They're, Although they're listen, doing, hey, they're doing. They're literally they're the backbone of the Henry Higgins compound. Like honestly, the compound. <laughs> you know how much bullshit they would have to put up with. I, here's the thing. Honestly. Here's what I. Here's what I'm wondering. See, he's a monster. But he's really treating her like the monster the whole time. So yeah. I wonder if while she was not there, it was just his servants getting all of this nonsense. Absolutely. Also, does he truly have a job? Because he has six servants mm-hmm. in his home. But we don't see him truly work. We know he wrote a book. But those residuals ain't paying for six right. people. Your academic Penny. book on phonetics is not hiring six servants and a nice little home in a uh, fancy neighborhood London. 
wherever that may the, be. The Winter Park of London. Yeah. Okay. Gold Coast of Gold London. Gold Coast of London. Whatever, Henry Higgins. I'm over you. So the servants sing um, the chorus where they're like, uh, oh my God, what, how does it go? I don't remember anything. No, I know, but I know it. That's what I'm saying. Um, it's very, how do you solve a problem like Maria? It, it, it's, it's the, it's the, it's, it's how, that. Does, how do you solve a problem yeah, like Maria? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Be an original musical, will ya? I don't remember how the song goes, though. A not I, O not ow, pounding, pounding in our brain. A not I, O not ow, don't say right, say rain. And then they go into... The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. So he's, this is 3 a.m. What, what is the catalyst that what? all of a sudden she's like, oh, I so got he, it. So she has a freak out and he sits down next to her and he gives her, he says the nicest thing he has said so far in this movie, which is simply, you just have to think about the grandeur of the English language and what you're trying to convey. You have to make it sound as beautiful as the thought that you're giving. And then she sits there. And then he walks to his desk. And he sits down. And then she says, The, the rain, rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. So let me get this straight. P- like... Pure Stockholm Syndrome, like where he just uh-huh. clearly mm-hmm. berates her yep. and takes her mm-hmm. down. And then the one time and he's the nice. the one time he's nice, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I get it. Uh-huh. He's always loved me. <laughs> he's always cared. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, I'm so glad we marched. I'm so glad oh, the women's... The women's, women's march. <laughs> Oh, God. We're not laughing about, like, obviously, whatever. Um, So then um, we do the rain in Spain. So she's now speaking correctly out of nowhere as if she's been cured of her blindness by Jesus himself. She can now speak correctly. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. I think she's got it. I think she's got it. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. By George has got it. By George has got it. Now once again, where does it rain? On the plain. On the plain. And where's that soggy plain? In Spain. In Spain. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. Bravo! The rain in Spain stays mainly Hereford and Hampshire. Hurricanes hardly happen. How kind of you to let me come. Now once again, where does it So they're doing this whole situation, this whole song and dance. It turns into like a Spanish little flamenco thing for like a second. Whatever, it's cute. So they go to bed. But she is so happy. He was nice to her. She did what she wanted. He danced with her. 
Wow. And here's the song that does... Okay, so this song is, like, iconic Mm -hmm. in musical theater. Yes. But I don't understand it. So, the song is I Could Have Danced All Night, which is, like, a stunning, gorgeous, classic soprano, should-be-in-your-book song. Okay? Okay. But is she saying she, like, likes him? Or, like, I I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I I always thought that this song would be after the party that she goes to the ball, Mm -hmm. because it's like her being like, I could have like been on the. So the only thing I can think is that she's saying, "I'm so proud of myself that I can doing this that I can keep that I could that I could keep Keep dancing forever because that means I'm on my way." Yeah. But it doesn't really, in the lyrics, it doesn't really sound, it sounds like she's more singing about him, but then it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense sense because it doesn't seem like she likes him. Yeah, she hasn't made that, that yet, that leap. But we will put the song in because it is iconic. Iconic. I could have danced all night, I could have danced all night, and still have begged for spread my wings and done a thousand things I've never done before. I'll never know what made it so Here we are. Here we go. The gays. The gays. The gays have, have gotten arrived. their fixed. Honey. 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 I want. Okay. So like there are like white. Also, parties. why? Why this? How, why is this song not on blast all the time? Why is this not like a pivotal musical theater number in like gay culture? I have no idea. Because, because it's clearly this is made the gayest this song is the gayest I think I've ever seen. This like it the is entire so stylized, thing. and it's obviously supposed to be a comic. Like it's a very comic. Yes. Like, isn't it funny? They're so hoity-toity. They look ridiculous. This is but like, like I'm living. This is like, I have never lived more than you know I what live they, for this. You know song. what they try to do in the Wiz in Emerald City? Yeah. Like this is its in its purest form. Yeah. Like, this is the form yeah. of gay. Yeah. Yeah. This is capital F. Capital. Capital G. <laughs> Aristotelian. Yep. Gay. Plato. <laughs> honey. The form of. <laughs> gay. Capital gay. So we get, um, they're going to the Ascot race um, in London. It's a horse race. And, um... Like, literally, my note is a gay man's wet dream. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and they sing the Ascot Kavat. It's it's the chorus wearing... Oh, my God. I don't even know how to, like, talk about this without, like, peeing my pants. 
They're wearing like these black and white outfits and the men are all in these gray tuxedos. Um, every dress is different and every woman has this hat that's like literally a work of art. Except this one lady has like a lampshade on her head. <laughs> like an And Ikea. I was like, listen, I know that this was the one where they were like, like what kind oh, of we lampshade? have one more we didn't make. Get that, get that Give me, take that off the lamp. Get over here. Like, Throw a bow around it. Oh, yes, I made this as well. <laughs> yes. Here we go. No, and we had one got, for every person. And that bitch got a nomination for Beth Costuming, so. Sure did. Um, I mean, it's it's stunning. So they do the Ascot Gavat. Isn't it funny? They don't have real emotion. They're just rich. Da 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 da. So after that, um, we meet Higgins's mother, Mrs. Higgins. I don't even know if they ever say her first name. I think it's just Mrs. Higgins. I think it's Mammy. Mammy Higgins. No, that's. No, no, no. I think it's Lady Bird Higgins. That's funny. You think no, that's funny? I don't. I don't think that's funny. I think you're sad. Um, so they meet, um, we meet Mrs. Higgins, and she's, she has her own little, like, box area. She was, honey, she's got money. Money. So she has these people over, she has Henry over, she's a little upset, she has this, like, weird relationship with Henry where she's like, ew, why are you here? (laughs) Which is, like, amazing, because, like, listen, she knows who he is. She doesn't want him around her friends. Yep. He's a douche canoe. So she's like, oh, fine, Henry, da-da-da. And uh, invites him over to her box. They start talking. And Eliza comes in. And she's wearing this, like, white, pure lace, cling-to-the-body gown. Except for, I think it has a trumpet flare at the bottom. And um, this, like, massive hat. And she is the only one who has colors in her hat. Yep. And the colors are the fa- are the flowers because always remember where she came from. This is a this is a running motif with her. She always has flowers in her outfit. So she has flowers on her hat, and she goes up and she's doing her best. But it's really funny because she's like figured out the accent, but now she sounds like she's do- like she's putting it on. So she's like, how do you do? And then. Um, he, she can only, she's only allowed to talk about the weather, so she brings up the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain, but in Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire, hurricanes hardly ever happen. And um, there's a lady named uh, Mrs. Einsford Hill and her son Freddie, and Freddie is just infatuated. Like, he thinks Eliza is the funniest person she's like he can tell that she's she's not doing anything correct but it's probably the like excitement of the adventure of having someone outside the social circle that's really like turning him on whatever classic classic bro nonsense 
except he lives with, lives with his mom. <laughs> so, um, so they're flirting, whatever, and then she tells, this is the funniest part of the movie, she tells the story about how she thinks her aunt was murdered by someone else in the family, <laughs> and, um, uh, and then everybody's, like, shocked, and she's like, they done her in. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, she she was killed. And they were like, surely you don't believe that someone in your family killed her. And she was like, I think whoever pinched the hat that I was supposed to get, I think the one that pinched is the one that done her in. <laughs> And it's so stupid. <laughs> it's like straight from Pygmalion, but it's so great. So um, they're like, well, this girl's cuckoo bananas. So the second race is about to happen. And Freddie gives her his bet. I'm literally talking this entire time, by the way. I know, because I don't remember this movie. So f- I'm waiting for parts that I do remember. So I'm waiting for the race. So Freddie... Um, gives her his bet, which is on a horse named Dover, to maybe give her a little more excitement during the race. So they're watching the race, and then she goes, Come on, come on, Dover. Come on, come on, Dover. Come on. Why did they only work on her accent and not her grammar? <laughs> I mean, this entire time, all they were focused on was her Just accent. Just like how she sounded. Not whether or not she's saying the right words. So they leave the But Freddie, but Freddie is like, oh, she's like a different girl. She's like a quirky girl. Yeah. She's, she's like, a manning pixie dream Yeah, girl. she's like not like the, she's not like other girls here. She's, she's like, like common. Diff- <laughs> she's like different. Something about her. It's like urban. She's like fun. So they... So he starts to stalk her. <laughs> yep, that's real. He brings Which... her flowers to the house and she um, won't see him. So he's like, that's fine. I'll just wait outside. I have often walked down this street before But the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before All at once am I several stories high knowing I'm on the street where you live are there lilac trees and like it's such a pretty song it is it's such a gorgeous song but it's so weird because he's really just singing about how he's gonna sit on the street and wait until she takes him in and I'm like bro find a hobby or like go to a pub do something yeah like stop back every once in a while and be like hey i didn't know if, are we good are we not good just slide into her dms you know? yes netflix and chill bro um yeah but this song really is pretty and it's weird that it's the act on finale that is weird to me well it's not it's not we have a one more scene there's no more songs but we have one more scene. Uh, so Colonel Pickering has been like, we won't go on with this. That was too far. We can't take her to this ball in front of royalty because 
if she's trying to impersonate somebody and she ends up outing herself, she could she she can get herself in trouble. Mm-hmm. She can get us in trouble. Like as we like this just wouldn't be a good situation. Da 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 da. So um, so then. It, it cuts to the next scene and it's the night of and he's like now I'm telling you I'm just worried that tonight she's gonna be in trouble and um they're going to this like embassy ball I guess yeah some kind of like... ball where they're having the queen of Transylvania yeah. as the like guest of honor sure and her son the prince so they're going to this ball and they're getting ready and she comes down the stairs and she's wearing this like she's wearing this French gown Wait, that is inter- so weird. Did we already pass intermission? No, we haven't started intermission yet. My she, god, this movie's so She comes down the stairs, she's wearing this like white gown that like is the the layer beneath is not form fitted, but it's like it has Plain, like her shape. Yeah. It has her shape. But then the outside layer is like flowy. Flowy and kind of like a sack. Mm-hmm. I don't it's really pretty, but I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, so she looks great. She comes down the stairs. Um, she's wearing like she has like Cartier everywhere. Just <laughs> everywhere. She's covered jewels by Cartier. She's covered in jewels. Eleganza. And then he puts on... Now, then, okay. So as if this outfit could not get any better. <laughs> They're like, well, we gotta leave. So they put her this, like, red velvet wrap coat gown situation on her body. And I nearly almost fell over dead. Like, is there anything more rich rich? <laughs> Anybody than rich than a wrap? A Red velvet wrap. <laughs> I also felt like I was watching Scarlett O'Hara take the drapes off the window yeah. and wear it. But still amazing. I just and then I saw that, it in the window and I couldn't help myself. And that is the point at which we go into intermission, right before the ball. Oh my god! I think I, I remember seeing the intermission play. in the show. Intermission is after the ball. Okay, that makes more sense. I remember seeing the intermission and I got so mad. Like I started screaming and got up because I was like, how are we? How? Uh." Now, to be fair, the second act is what much shorter than the first act, which is typically how they do it. They try to do two thirds and then one third. Yeah. So they go to this ball and they arrive. Wait, hold on. Okay. Because I don't remember. Tell me if this is correct or not. Is not correct. They, it's in the ball, and there's like a guy, like a private investigator. No. He's just, no. He was Henry Higgins was like, oh, there's that guy. He'll figure out. He can smell a, a snake, or he can smell a phony any anywhere. And so he like follows her. Isn't that a, a part of the? Kind of, but you're. Okay. I will talk about it. Okay, great. So they go to the ball. And they're introducing, and she she has fixed not only her accent, but her grammar, and also, like, she sounds normal. Yeah, like, she's she, very quiet. She read a book. But, yeah, real. So, she, instead of being like, how do you do? She's doing, like, how do you do? How do you do? Hello. Blah, blah, blah. Normal, normal. Audrey she sounds fun. fine. Um, 
And the hostess, whoever the like embassy wife is, is like, oh, who is she? And Colonel Pickering is like, oh, uh, just just uh, just my cousin. Don't worry about it. She's fine. Just my cousin. So then she's like, oh, this is interesting. So they realize that there is another gentleman at the ball whose name is Zoltan Kaparthi. Doing too much. Because that's a name. So Zoltan Kaparthi is also a linguist, also a phonetician. Phonetic? Phonetician? Mm-hmm. Um, he actually trained under Henry Higgins, and he's just as good as figuring out where somebody's is from as Henry Higgins, honey. Who so, knew the linguist industry was so... So broad. So broad. Honestly, and three so, at one party? My goodness! <laughs> the plot then becomes, well, we have to keep him away from her, otherwise he's going to figure it out, who, who she is, where she comes from. And he's going to out her to the whole party. We're going to get in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. So um, they were going to leave, except the Prince of Transylvania decided that she was the prettiest girl, so yeah. he's going to dance with her. Because, of course, this is also Cinderella, because why not? So he dances with her, and then Henry dances with her, and then Zoltan Kaparthi keeps trying to get in. And you can see Henry be like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Let him have it. So he lets him dance In his last, like, his last, he was just like, you know what, I've done such a good job. Why not? So, um, he lets Kaparthi dance with her. They dance around the floor. And then they finish the dance. He walks away. He runs over to the lady. And starts, like, whispers in her ear. Like a telephone hour, like, whisper train. Yeah. They do one all the way down. It reaches Henry Higgins, and he starts to laugh. Fade into back at home. He's still laughing. Because isn't it so funny? He thought she was Hungarian. He thought her English was so good that she couldn't have, that couldn't have been her first language. That she, that had to have been her second language. So he thought she was Hungarian. And not only was that she Hungarian, but she was also of royal blood. So then we get, and instead of being like, oh, wonderful, like, Girl, everyone, you, everyone here, every, we A were plus. all part of we this were team. We were teamwork. This was a team no. effort. What do we get? Congratulations, Professor Higgins, for your glorious victory. Congratulations, Professor Higgins, you'll be mentioned in history. Meanwhile, Eliza's like, oh, I didn't realize this was a uh, mannequin. Starring uh, Kim Cattrall. I'm sorry. I didn't. (laughs) I got signed for the wrong movie. So she's sitting in the back sulking. I would too, girl. Except you are wearing like literally thousands of dollars just on your ears. So chill out. Um, So she's sulking in the back. Everybody goes to bed. Oh, Henry Higgins, you did such a good job. You won the bet. (gasps) You won the bet. Um... 
And then he leaves the room and she gets very upset because she's realizing, A, I haven't meant anything this whole time. I've just simply been a bet for him. And also, B, what am I to do now? Because there was no plan past this. She's still the same person with still the same situation that she was in, but she can just speak better. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, she's still in the same social status. Exactly. So Henry comes back in. And she throws his slippers at him. They start a fight. He he realizes that she's upset because um, she's worried about her future. And so he's just like, well, I don't know. Just get married or whatever. Oh, my God, bro. First of all, your toxic masculinity is, is disgusting. disgusting. You're gross. Second of all, not all answers are getting married. In fact, very few answers in life are Are getting getting married. married. So just tossing that in the pool. Also, want to reiterate, you are a douche canoe. Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't understand. Like, honestly, like, I don't know. Darth Vader, you know, Hannibal Lecter. Right. None compared to the true cinematic villainy that is Henry Henry Higgins. Like, oh I can understand God. what happened to Darth. Listen, we all saw the prequels. Okay, we know what went wrong. Yeah. We all understand. Motel, like, yeah. we know. Like, you know. Gollum. Yeah. We get it. We get it. You were once a hobbit. It's that ring. Wait, he used to be a hobbit? RJ has not <gasps> seen Lord of the Rings. Wait, what? Gollum used to be a hobbit? Gollum is a hobbit. But why does he look like the creature of the night? So anyway... The real villain of everything is Henry Higgins at yep. all times. Never forget. Hashtag never forget. So she leaves? Eliza? No. Mommy Higgins. Yes, Eliza. Um, she... Yes, this is when she leaves. So they have this fight. Because She gives him all her jewels. Outside? He bought her a ring of his own. And he was like, well, I don't want it back. And she was like, I don't want it either. <laughs> she throws in the fireplace. And then he's like, oh my god, you're being ridiculous. Go to bed. Also, I think he's gay. And she's like, fine, whatever. So he goes to bed, and she's like, nope, bye. He's a log cabin Republican. It makes so much sense now. He is everything. He is a Trump supporter. (laughs) Clearly. Brexit. Voted for Brexit. is Betsy DeVos. (laughs) He's everything that's wrong with our Congress. He's gross. So, um... So she gets really upset, and so she decides she's going to leave. She sings like a quick reprise of "Just You Wait." Yeah, this is while like rep- crying. This is like this part of the movie is like <sighs> reprise after reprise. Yeah, so she does "Just You Wait" reprise, da 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 da, and then cut to right outside. Guess who's still outside? Guess who's still waiting? He's been there for six weeks. Howing, <laughs> I'm on the street where you leave. So he sings his reprise and literally she had just finished singing her song. And then all of a sudden she's walking out in a, A, in a completely different outfit. B, her hair is different. C, like everything has changed, but it's probably, it's supposed to be like 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. So she leaves. She has a suitcase. She's done. She makes a, oh, this really funny suicide joke. Oh, isn't she funny? So, um, he's like, no, I love you, Eliza. And then they, and then I, she, she sings this song called Show Me, which I actually really like. I do obviously much prefer the Julie Andrews version, but 
it's just such a fun song because it's like there aren't very many songs where it's like being angry while you're singing yeah and this is one of them so don't talk of stars burning above if you're in love show me tell me no dreams filled with desire if you're on fire show me here we are together in the middle of the night don't talk of spring just hold me tight anyone who's ever been in love will tell you that this is no time for a chat so at the very end um once the song is over they decide they're going to go to she wants she wants to take a taxi back to covent square where she used to where she used to where she used to work work out on at corner not like that. Just selling flowers. Because she's a good girl, she is. Because she's a good girl! So, she goes back. She's walking around. Sees her father. She sees, no, she, hold on. She sees her friends, and none of them recognize her. Pete, they're trying to, like, sell her stuff. And then they're like, good girl, like, you shouldn't be out this this late at night, do you want me to take you home? Do you want me to call somebody to take you home? And she's so like, friendly. I think I remember th- seeing that scene, and it was just like, "Wow, they all—they're all on her side." Yeah, they all marched with the women. So she was like, "Well, I don't belong here anymore." So then she runs into her father, who now is all of a sudden a respectable gentleman because Mr. Henry Higgins has oh my played. God, I totally forgot about this. Quite the joke on him. It was like, oh, I'll show him. I'll make everyone think that he's actually like a respectable man, and so he won't. He wrote be his name. He wrote. Like- he told this American moralist that Alfred Doolittle was the British moralist of the times, and so this guy has given him like a pension of like three thousand pounds a month or whatever for the rest of his life. So well, now he's got all this money, and so now now that he has money, it's causing him more problems than when he didn't have money, and isn't it so sad? Da, 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 da. Again, like, I don't... Just... Do too much. He doesn't need to be here. No. So, um, they sing Get Me to the Church on time, because he's gonna marry... Get me to the church. Get me to the church. But get me to the church on time. I got to be that in the ball. And that's, I'm not even going to talk about it. It's fine. We are in the home stretch, folks. Okay. So they leave. We go back, and they have realized that Eliza's gone. So they are looking for her. They are considering calling the police. No, they're not police. Um, uh, what are they called? Inspector. Scotland Yard. Oh. Prospector? No. No. They're constables! Not, they're not calling um, miners during the gold rush. Constables! They're called constables. Anyway, they're calling somebody to find her. And while we do it, uh, bros. I cannot. This is the, first of all. Truly, this like. Is the worst song. Again, most, song in quotes here. Literally the most chauvinistic. Oh, it's terrible. Bernie bro. I'm going to read you the title. Uh-huh. I will play an excerpt and we will discuss. And we will discuss. None of it. Okay. <laughs> the title is A Hymn to Him in parentheses. Why can't a woman 
be more like a man. Men are so decent. So I perfectly think, square. I think after the song, my first reaction was... Vomit? No, oh. that I didn't get a trigger warning before the song. Yeah. And so I was... Shook? Very, yes. Extreme V-triggered. And here's... He, the biggest issue that I have with Henry Higgins is that he doesn't get his comeuppance. He still ends up winning at the end. He learns a little bit of a lesson, but then at the end of the day, he still wins. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. I just... He's everything I hate about, like, cis white colonial. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. Anyway. British uh, colonialism. British, Isn't like, it the best? Truly. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to talk about this song because it's trash, but no. here it is. Mrs. Pierce, you're a woman. Why can't a woman be more like a man? Men are so decent, such regular chaps, ready to help you through any mishaps. Ready to buck you up whenever you want love. Why can't a woman be a charm? Why is thinking something women never do? And why is logic never even tried? Straightening up their hair is all they ever do. Why don't they straighten up the mess that's inside? Why can't a woman behave like a man? If I was a woman who'd been to a ball, been hailed as a princess by one and by all, but I start weeping like a bathtub overflowing, or carry on as if my home were in a tree, would I run off and never tell me where I'm going? Why can't a woman be like me? Fine, so we go to the next scene, and Eliza has decided that she is going to visit Henry's mother and tell her all the rotten things, and just tattle. You know what? Good for you, girl. I am on your side. You tattle all the live long day, honey. So they're having tea. They're having crumpets out in the solarium. And um, uh, Mrs. Higgins is wearing this necklace that I swear to God, I swear to you, is to her knees. I am not even kidding. I'm not, I will show you. Was it like pearls? What was it? It is a gold necklace and it is to her knees. <laughs> it is incredible. Don't edit, honey. That's, you do you. That's probably why she got nominated for an Oscar. Because they were like, wow, just that neck support. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she goes, they're talking about how terrible Henry is. He walks in. To tell his mother that Eliza's gone. And uh uh-oh, look who we found. Eliza points out that it didn't matter whether or not she had become a lady. That Henry was always going to treat her like a common flower girl. And nothing was ever going to change that. And he was going to treat her lower than the dirt beneath her feet. Da-da-da-da-da. That's why she left. Because she's not going to deal with it anymore. And then he's like, the question isn't whether he... He does have one good point. (sighs) He says, the question isn't whether I treat you low. It's if you've ever seen me treat anyone better than I treat you. Yes! <laughs> Everybody else! Everyone else! Oy vey. Um That guy you bought tea from in the they, first scene! <laughs> they start to have another argument because, as is wont to do during this film, and then Eliza gets to Without You, where she's really just like, 
the world will continue without you, Henry Higgins. You are not the center of the universe. You are not every what everybody's thinking of at all times. You are, in fact, a nobody. And she's really just dragging him the whole time, and I'm honestly obsessed with her for it. Without your pulling it, the tide comes in. Without your twirling it, the earth can spin. Without your pushing them, the clouds roll by. If they can do without you, ducky, so can I. I shall not feel alone. And then at the very end, she like walks out. Goodbye, Professor Higgins. You shall not be seeing me again. And she's like, I'm going to marry Freddie. I'm going to become, she like makes a joke how she's, she's going to teach, uh, how, teach phonetics and like how to speak properly. She's going to teach what he taught her to other people, but she's going to be like nice about it. And he gets like real mad, da 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 da. Of course he does. And then she leaves and then he leaves and he goes... He like walks home and he starts singing the song again sing song sing is so generous of you yeah like, it's uh, truly i'm truly a, gift. A, a charity gift of charity he begins to talk this poem <laughs> to music. rhymed rhymed uh list of sentences <laughs> called i've grown accustomed to her face nope Faced is not a word. Face. I've grown accustomed, I've grown accustomed to her looks. I've grown accustomed, accustomed to her face. To her... face. That's it. Her ups, her downs. This is the most singing you get from him in the whole show, I will say that. Where he actually, like, holds on a note. Yeah. But I'm so used to hear her say Good morning every day Her joys, her woes her highs, her lows, a second nature to me now. Like breathing out and breathing in. I'm very grateful she's a woman, and so easy to forget. Rather like a habit one can always break. And yet, I've grown accustomed to the trace of something in the air. Accustomed to her face. Takes about like 160 minutes into the movie, but. Oy vey. So he sings the song, he walks in the house, he turns on the phonograph to hear the first time she came over, because he happened to be recording. So he's listening. And then while he's sitting down. Like, so weird. Face, so, like. Facing away from the door, Eliza walks in the room. She turns off the phonograph. Does she, she say anything? She says the next line that would be on the phonograph, which was, I washed my face and ends before I came over, I did. And then he smiles, puts his hat down, and says, Eliza? Where the devil are my slippers? And that, and then she takes one step forward. And it's a blackout. 
Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm. I don't love this show. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. There are great. There's great music. I was trying to think why I picked this. Because Marnie Nixon. But. I don't think you remember so I picked, that. I pick. I remember picking. I think I picked this over West Side Story because I'd already seen West Side Story, and I was like, ah. "This is an excuse for me to watch something that I haven't seen before." Sure. And how do you feel about it now? Oh, do you wish we had just watched West Side instead? I mean, we would have had to do this at some point. Yeah, exactly. Might as well get it over now. It's very cute, but it's so, it's like antiquated adorableness. That it's like, yes, it's cute if you take, I don't know. I here's think what I, I, here's we're what just I, too woke to watch this movie. Here's what I will say. But see, I didn't have this problem with Carousel. Like, obviously, there are parts of Carousel uh, where I'm like, yes. I'm like, oi, babe. But, like, okay, he, yes. I still leave the movie like, because oh, I that's think a, that's a good message. Because, I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole Gone with the Wind. Like, she, it's the, like, uh, the, they, should they really be together? I don't know. But because it's so, like, swooping, majestic, and romantic, and, like, all of that, this, there is no. Well, it's here's so the thing. forced. Like the, the the relationship is so forced. Well, because in Pygmalion, it doesn't they're not supposed to be together. Like yeah. it's not like it ends with them in the same room, but the audience is supposed to be left to draw their own conclusions. And since he wrote that, like everybody that's ever adapted his work for this particular piece has like tried to make them go together yeah because like they can't handle it or whatever oh Gavat is absolutely my my takeaway i would take away alfred from this film (laughs) that's my (laughs) takeaway i'm taking him right out my takeaway is shave off 40 minutes of this movie if you take him out i'm not even kidding he has like six verses for each of his songs and he has like four songs that are repeated for like five minutes. Yeah. Get me to that judge. Because I understand that he kind of fulfills the like comedic secondary character, but he's not even integral to the movie. He's not. He's really not. He's like in in the original play. He's like an integral character, and he has like a plot and whatever. But like honestly, in this, Boom. you could have just let him left him out, and nobody would have been like, well, you know, I feel like there's something missing. Yeah. So where oh, yeah. would you plot? Where would you plot this in our axis of mu- movie musicals? Obviously, in the lower quadrant. But in the in the way, okay. But in the way of like the movie musical itself, I have no like. In terms of the form of movie musical, I have no problem with this. It's very standard. Standard golden age movie musical. Yeah. I have no problems with that in that regard. My problems lie in the plot. But see, I think about the other ones that we've seen, and it's like, this just, it's, the story just isn't as compelling as everything else, as a, all the other ones. Because I think- Maybe I'm not old enough. Maybe that's, maybe that's a part. Maybe it's just like, because I, I feel like I know a lot of, like, older people mm. like this, and maybe it's just like a maturity thing of, like, 
those people that you know that you like like but you don't like and how to like deal with them and maybe i just don't have no i just think i I just think that we just take in things differently than how they did before i think i think we're too woke to see to watch this because even carousel yes you like that more obviously but we were still like oh problematic oh that's problematic yeah I would put this, I wouldn't put it right next to a chorus line, but it's definitely, un, it's underneath the half point. Yeah, I would say if I was like, if it was like one out of ten, I would give it like a four and a half. Yeah. But which is weird because on, like, online it has like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe there is just something we're not seeing. You know what I Straight will say? Straight people or whatever, I don't know. Right. You know what I will say? I would love to see Patina, Patina Miller be Eliza. Do a little. Yeah, she'd be good. I would love to just see a full musical of Ascot Gavat. Like, for two hours. Yeah. No joke. I would watch the mess out of that. Yes. Uh, can we end this atrocity of a musical, please? Please? Fine. Thank you! Alright, well that's the show. Thank you guys for listening to Showgaze. Um, if you like what you hear, I don't know why, <laughs> um, write us a review over at iTunes. Five stars, four stars, nothing less than that, please. And just write a if couple you wanna words. Ri- if you want to give us something less because it's been like four months since the last episode, Absolutely. Please give us two stars and be like, wow, Adam sure hasn't. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Write down anything that you want to update with the show. If you think, oh, we want to we want to hear you do this show or that show. We have our Facebook page, too. Yep, facebook.com slash showgaze, where you can contact us. That is the best way to do it. Or you can tell us what you want us to do. Yeah, I mean, so we the have, next... like, ideas, but if somebody, if, like, there's a bunch of people that are like, oh, I really want you to do this. Yeah, our friend Molly was the one who really wanted us to do the last five years, and we did it, so... Mm-hmm. If there is if if there is a growing need for us to do La La Land, we will gladly. We will not do, do La, La La Land though until it comes out on DVD. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you again soon. And hey, get you... me to the church. I have a question. What? Why can't a woman be more like a man? <sighs> Men are so decent. Triggered. So perfectly square. I am triggered. Baba da baba. And perfectly fair. La da 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 dee dee dee. I appreciate if you hashtag TW first before you speak. Wouldn't it be lovely?